And that takes me to the title of today's message. It is called Ravens. And I'm not calling anybody in this room as Raven. We all know that the last two weeks ago, I started on a sermon series at our church uh, from the life of Elijah. Can I tell you, as I prepare, preach a message in our building, you know, for our church community, this message actually builds me and my family. And I'm seeing the work of God as I am studying and meditating through the life of Elijah. The life of Elijah is challenging. He had to go through and all the things that we have learned through our Sunday school. And, you know, I'm sure there is people in this room that probably have already been through that. Or you might be uh, in a situation where you're going through. Or I promise you, I guarantee you, uh, coming season, you might go through that season. And that is the life of Elijah. And that is why in the New Testament, we come across this portion where they say, now Elijah was a man with a nature just like ours. Man with a nature just like ours. In scriptures and passages, we come across seeing that this one man God used to bring deliverance in the life of Israelites in the life of God's people. He broke, broke down, uh, 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 you know, the poles of Asherah, the, the idols of Baal. And he did so much because of the anointing he was carrying. But also there were seasons in his life right after an exuberant ministry that he has shown to the world. The next scripture uh, uh, would say that now Elijah was running for his life. He was scared. He was depressed. And this is the story of every individual here. We go through a win in our life. We win something. And then the next portion, the next season, we might find ourselves engulfed in depression or thoughts of depression. And it is very possible with all of us. But today I want to talk to you. And God spoke to me very clearly. It's from 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 2 to 6 when we read. I'm going to just... Read that portion with everybody here so that we understand the context of the scriptures. Before I run into that, yesterday we had a wonderful wedding from our church. I'm so thankful for our church community that was there and uh, uh, we, could, uh, we could together bless Joshua and Matthew uh, as they are now husband and wife. Uh, we are thankful for all God did in that space. Uh, and I, I know because of COVID and all that, uh, uh, you know, uh, there are a lot of people who stood back home and uh, you all prayed for the blessing of the wedding and uh, we are very thankful. May the Lord continue to bless them. First Kings chapter 17, verse 2 to 6, this is how it goes. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, leave here, turn eastward and hide in the Kerit Ravine, east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook and I have directed the ravens to supply you food there. You know, week one, I spoke to you about from Elijah and I uh, uh, talked about the man of God, Elijah, from verse one. Week two, I talked to you and I mentioned about how God in the Bible called Elijah to bring uh, uh, miracles, signs and wonders. But at the same time, we see through the life of Elijah, how God was bringing victory. And, and, and today, I, I want to take your attention towards this one portion. Uh, and the title is Ravens. We have no idea how God provides. 
We have no clue who all God can use to bring supplies into our life. Are you with me, church? God in the Bible, we see, has used animals. He has used uh, uh, the flora and fauna that he created to bring uh, safety, to talk to his people. And I want we look into this portion here. We know that throughout the scriptures, God has used the fish, whale, to talk to Elijah. Uh, um, is a guy? Jonah? Sorry. <laughs> God has used uh, a serpent to talk to Moses. God has used the plagues and in the plagues you see the different pests that he used to talk to Israelites or uh, uh, the people in Egypt, Pharaoh. God in the Bible we see throughout the scriptures he has used things that we think may not even speak or have a quality to stand or have an anointing to break down but God and the Bible have used these things. I'm just bringing your attention to it and I'm only two minutes into my preaching, but I've already mentioned my point. God can use you and he will use you. Only if we say, God, this week, use my life. He will bring people in our situation that need the bread of life God will bring people in our life's journey that need an ounce of the living water. And I pray from the point and the perspective of the raven, when you look into it, a, 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 a bird that nobody wants to keep us a pest, a pet, a bird that nobody wants to be around, a bird that nobody thought can do anything good. But can I tell you, a bird that nobody wanted to associate with, but God in the Bible chose to use the same bird to bring food to Elijah. Look into that. A group of uh, ravens are called unkindness. Have you heard that before? A group of ravens are called unkindness. The reason is because they're not very kind. They're very smart. And when I was starting to, uh, about ravens, uh, they're actually smarter than the chimpanzees. They're smart. They are among the smartest uh, 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 animals or birds, ravens come top in the list. They're very smart. But nobody in history has ever used ravens to do something good. Ravens in the past, in the medieval period, uh, 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 was associated with witches and witchcraft. And nobody wanted to associate much with this one bird. But we see thousands of years ago, God decided to use one of his creation to bring food and nurture Elijah during a time of famine that everybody was going through. Last week, I spoke about Karit Ravine. That was the title of my message. Oh man, after I went back home, the amount of messages that I received on that. And even this morning when I woke up, somebody just messaged me saying, Pastor, I'm in that cycle. I, I wish I could just read it, but lack of time. Pastor, I'm in that cycle of depression. I'm in the cycle of brokenness. But that one word changed my life. I am praying that today's word will change somebody's life. Do not count anybody down. Do not look anybody down because of their past, 
because of their appearance, because of the way they speak. Oh, family, you have no idea. God can use those people that you thought cannot be used at all. And God in the Bible has a history of using people that everybody else pushed them away. Are you with me? Throughout the scriptures, we come across portions where God has used people that everybody thought, hey, he's not fit to be a king. He's only good in the jungle. But God says, no, 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 no. I want that guy to be here and I will anoint him. I don't care how old he is. I don't care how young he is. But if I have decided to use him, I will use him. Listen, I don't want you to forget this. God can bring a fire in a trash can and burn the whole house down. Let that thought just sink in. God can put a fire in a trash can and burn the whole city down. And if my God can use that you think is trash, never count anybody down. He uses people. Maybe that brother that you thought may not be of any help will be of one when he hears from God. And I love the portion here. God already told Elijah where he need to be. And then God already directed the ravens where they need to be. In today's world, we understand from Uber Eats, um, all the instant delivery options that we have, and especially during COVID, these businesses had a huge boom. They just grew out large. And we have so many of those options of Grubhub and uh, uh, Postmates and so many options. And even in India, you know, I, I talk to a lot of my friends and uh, they keep saying, oh, we just ordered food and it's at our doorstep. And uh, all we got to do is open the door, get the food inside. Think about this. Years ago, God used the ravens as his Uber Eats. Elijah had to worry nothing. All he got to do is be in the place where God asked him to be. And God says, hey, I have directed you. I have given you the GPS location of where Elijah is. Go to him. He is hungry. I don't want my man to be hungry. When he is hungry, food, instant delivery. And he created the ravens. He directed the ravens to provide. Brother, sister, family, where are you today? And as I take your attention towards these scriptures here, I want you to know he's already directed everything that you need, everything God needs to provide in your life. Your provision is on your way. But he, listen to what, uh, uh, some of the things that Elijah had to do. Number one, where God leads, He provides. When you read through that portion here, we come across this one particular area. It says, so verse five. So he did what the Lord had asked him to do. He went to the Kerith Ravine east of Jordan and stayed there. There's something beautiful about staying in a place where God has asked you to stay. Too many people like to jump around. We like to move around a lot from one place to the other. But if God has asked you to stay in a place, may you stay in the place for a season and let your roots down. Because when you are finding yourself in that area, that's where your provision comes. What if Elijah decided to just walk around, take a stroll? Around Caribbean Ravine. And the, 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 the ravens came looking for, oh God, I didn't, I, I went there to provide food, but your, 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 your servant Elijah, I can't see him. I can't see him. I don't find him. You told me how he was there by the brook, but I don't see him there. 
He's gone somewhere else. Are you with me? He, he, he's not there. The ravens would have gone back to complain. God, you know what? We obeyed. And this is funny because creation, every animal, every bird, every plant, everything else, part of the creation obeys God. But only man decides not to obey God. And we see that in the story of Jonah. The whale could obey what God said, but Jonah decided to go elsewhere. And this is part of our life as well. Everything God created, part of our life in the creation, obeys and functions according to the word of God, but not us. But I'm thankful here on the portion. Elijah, you know, he planted himself in that place for that season. And I'm bringing my word as an assurance to some families here. And I pray that when God comes looking down with His provision, He finds you in the place where He wanted you to be at. Praise the Lord. That we're not just running around. We're not just moving around. We're not just, you know, uh, uh, jumping around from our decisions that we make. But He finds us in the place there is a beauty of remaining in Him. And that's why New Testament helps us understand, remain in me as I remain in Father, my Father, God Almighty. Jesus is saying this to His people. Remain in me. And if you read through that portion, you would see, only if you remain in me, you will bear, what's the word? Much fruit. Are you with me? Remaining in God, staying in that place, getting, being connected to the source. And that is the beauty of what Elijah's life is all about. In one season, he did greater exploits for God's work. He commanded the heavens to be shut. And now he's running and he's hiding because God asked him to do so. But in that place, God ordered the ravens. And that's why I mentioned here earlier, where God leads, He provides. Is He leading you to a place this season? Do not worry. Do not worry. If God is leading to you, uh, if God is leading you to a place, He's already provided. He's already taken care of your supplies. He's already taken care of what you need in that area. Oh, I'm speaking better than you praise today. In the silence of all of this, I hope you're registering this thought. That wherever you are and God has placed you in that situation, He's already made sure that, oh, you will not starve to death because everybody else in the city is starving. Because there is a global pandemic. There's a global famine. No, 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 no. If I have asked you to do, be in a place, I am the God of the creation and I will supply all your needs. Hallelujah. I will supply all your needs. Listen, second thing that I want to mention here is, you know, God asked him to go to the brook east of Jordan. Crossing the Jordan, in through God's scriptures, crossing the Jordan is a place of making decisions, is a place of death, and is a place of destiny. Listen, three things. Crossing the Jordan. And throughout the scriptures, when we look into that portion, we come across, it, it is a place of making bold decisions. 
You make bold decisions crossing Jordan. And when you're crossing Jordan, it also means that you are dying to self. You're dying in your sinful nature. You're dying in your sinful practices. And you're walking, as you're walking to the other side of where God is taking you. And that is why you're going through that death. But once you cross over Jordan, oh baby, that's where your destiny is written. And that is why when anybody who is uh, uh, in Christ, he's a new creation. What happens? He goes through the Jordan that Jesus has. You go through the Jordan that Christ Jesus represents. And you make a decision. You die to your sin and you walk to the other side. That is your destiny in Christ Jesus. Your eternal life in Jesus Christ. Jordan is a place of making decisions. Jordan is a place where you die to yourself. And Jordan is a place where your destiny is rewritten. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you crossing over your Jordan? Have you crossed over your Jordan yet? What it simply means. Let me break it down. Have you accepted Jesus as your personal Savior? Are you walking in that lifestyle of what it means to be accepting Christ as your personal Savior? Can I tell you this? Just because we accepted Christ as a personal Savior 30 years ago doesn't mean nothing now. It's a constant walk, a constant decision, and a constant walk of dying to the self of our nature and worldly pleasures and making a decision. God, the destiny you have written for me is mine. The destiny you have ordained for my family is ours. And we will not let any decisions of this world to come and capture and snatch us away from that. Are you with me, church? And that is what Jordan is. Elijah had to cross over. Elijah made a decision to move forward eastward. And to be in the place where God has asked him to be. And that is where you see you die to your self-decisions. And you understand, God, I take on the virtues. I take on the calling of you. And I move forward where you have called me to be at. And that is where you see the Elijah's life changes. Of course, he's a man of God. He is prophesied and greater things have happened through him. But in this portion, God wanted to do greater things in him so that he can do greater things through him. Praise the Lord. And that is the story that I mentioned last week from Karith Ravine when God took Elijah to this one place called Karith Ravine. What does this mean, Karith Ravine mean? It means brokenness. It means to, to literally chop down a tree, cut it down from its source. And God had to take him out from his natural abilities of finding sustenance for his family to a place which was literally cut off from every source that he had. And God in the Bible often does that. You know why? Because he wants to prove it to you that nothing of the world supplies your need, but I am the source and I will supply all your needs. Hallelujah! I am the source. Every other source that you think you have, will dry up. Your job is not your source. Your bank balance is not your source. Your health is not your source. Your friends are not your source. But can I declare in this room that Jesus God is the source of our life. I pray that in this room and everybody listening to me on, on, on social media platforms that we understand that God be the source of our life. 
and nothing else. And he had to change Elijah's mindset. That is why he said, Elijah, come with me. Go to that place and stay there. Cross over the Jordan. Go to eastward. Stay by the brook. And that is where you see. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Leave here. Turn eastward and hide in the Kareth Ravine, east of Jordan. You will drink from the brook and I have directed the ravens to supply you food there. Verse 4, let's just ponder there. You will drink from the, the brook. A brook is a smaller, uh, 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 it's not a lake, but it's a, it's a tributary from the lake or the river. And, and, and when you see uh, the river Jordan, it, it, it comes from the mountains of Lebanon. Pure water flows through this Jordan. But God in the Bible had already created a brook where he, he wanted to place Elijah for a season. And oftentimes, this is what happens if God places Elijah in a season. When you look to the story here, it's also mentioned now the brook died, dried up. It was not forever that he wanted Elijah to be at. But for a season, God wanted Elijah to be at. And in that season, he provided Elijah all and everything he needed to be. And that is why he's you she. Now you will drink from the brook and I have directed the ravens to supply you food there. Guess what? Morning and evening, without any delay, Elijah is getting his food. Oh, what a peaceful place that's. Morning and evening. I loved growing on the cruise with our church families. We love the experience. And I think we might do it again once all the restrictions and everything is lifted. The reason is, Four days when we there in the cruise, right? We had to do nothing about cooking, no washing dishes, nothing. Man, walk around, find food. Walk around, find food. Walk around, find food. And I saw a lot of our church families, including me. Just walk around, eat from this corner, eat from that corner, eat from the second floor, eat from the third floor, and walk down, eat. My God, it was a blessing. Yes, Sean, he's in agreement with me. Just think about it. We had to do nothing. Just walk around, find good food and eat, keep eating. All the time. So much food. Think about Elijah. Had to do nothing. All he had to do was listen to the voice of God and be in the place where God has asked you to be. And you will be supplied with everything you need. You don't need to walk through Walmart, finding your stuff. You don't need to go searching for things. He said, you just be in that place and I will provide for you. You know what? To be in the will of God is the most blessing that we will ever receive. Because in the will of God is the supply of God. The supply chain of heaven will never dry up. The brook will Sources around will, but if God is the source, He will make sure that nothing of this world will dry up to supply our needs. And that's why you see that in the story of Elijah, right after the brook dried up, God has already thought about another miracle that He has to do. And God led him there. That is the supernatural provision of God in through the life 
of a minister, a prophet that God raised up to bring deliverance in the life of people. I want to take your attention to when I, through my speech today, through my speaking today, you know, I want to take my attention to us from the perspective, from the view of the raven and also from the view of Elijah. I don't know where you are seated, but I pray today, some of you, God will use you like the ravens to bring source of hope in somebody's life. When God directs you to do it, just do it. When God asks you to do it, just do it blindly. You will receive the blessing. Elijah, your job is to be at the place where God has asked you to be. Don't run around and miss the delivery. Praise the Lord. I know once uh, I was at church and I was very hungry. I ordered uh, something through uh, Uber Eats. But unfortunately, uh, the address, I didn't check and I was going to meet somebody. Uh, uh, and the address for my home. So they delivered the food at home and I'm here waiting for my lunch to arrive. And I'm like, what happened? And Anisha called me and asked me, did you order food? I'm like, yes, I ordered food for myself, but I received the package here. I'm like, oh, wow. That's when I went back on Uber Eats, the app, and I checked, oh, the delivery address was home address, not the office, church address. And that's where that thought just brings my attention towards what I need to speak here. You know, be in the place where God has asked you to. Right? If you keep moving around, you miss the delivery. Your package be somewhere else. But if God has asked you to be in a place, what is that place where God has directed you to be? It may not look comfortable being in the hiding, being away from people and the source. But if God has asked you to be in that place, just obey. And He will bless that place. A place has no value if the presence of God is not in that place. Are you with me? Any place becomes a place of significance when the presence of God inhabits, comes down in that place. Whenever I get to do house dedication, this is one of the statements I make. This place means nothing without the presence of God. As children of God, as families of God, you and me, we're the carriers of God's presence. We carry the presence of God. And that is why when you walk into your office, when you walk into your home, when you walk into your friend circle, wherever God takes you, when you are the carriers of God's presence, the place that you walk into has to change because somebody just showed up. Guess who? The presence of God just showed up. Are you with me, church? Praise the Lord. That is why when God sends you to a place, just obey and be there because through you, He wants to move the mountains. Through you, He wants to push back the darkness. Through you, He wants to tremble the demonic forces. Through you, hell is pushed back. Why? Because who showed up? The presence of God just showed up. With you, that's what happens. Elijah, the place that you are at is called as cut off emptied out from his source, but that place is going to have a new name change today because I, the Lord, shall supply all your needs. This, the, the, the portion of ravens, I just want to bring your attention to what, brother, sister, where you are at, if God has placed you there, that's where your supply will come. 
And today, if you are here in this church, listening to me, you're not here by accident. God placed you here. And you had to receive this word. If you are in that season of need, I am here to declare this word today. God has already directed the ravens to come for you. To come for your help. To come provide your supplies. Listen, it is easy to have faith when everything else is going great. Listen to this very carefully. It is easy to have faith when everything is going great. The real test of faith is when you're facing something that only your faith in God will get you through. It is easier when everything is fine. It is very easy to trust God. When everything else is good, it is easier to stand here and worship God. When everything is good in your surrounding circumstances, it is very easier to have a morning prayer, evening prayer and all that. It is easier to come to Sunday service when everything is good. But when you're really facing something that all your faith in God will get, get you through it. Today, what is your faith like? For Elijah, he had to trust in God for all seasons of his life, when God said, speak, he spoke, shut the heavens, stood before Ahab, challenged Ahab, challenged the wicked king in Israel. He trusted, had the faith in God, which gave him the boldness to stand. And today he is trusting God again to run away and to hide in the Kirith Ravine. And that is the place where God is providing all his supplies. Every single day, God is providing for him. He's not worried about tomorrow. He's not worried about it at all. All he got to do is live his today, believing that God is in control. If God holds my life, my future is secured. If God holds my life, my future is secured. He doesn't worry about tomorrow. He doesn't worry about what happened day after tomorrow. All he knows is God is in control. And he is right there at the place where God provides for him. And that is what you see. You will have access. Listen, uh, th the third point that I want to share here is you will have access to open heavens if you stay in the place. And today, I just want to ponder on that and help you understand the place that you are at right now. You will see open heavens in Jesus' name. You will see the provision of God in Jesus' name. Psalm 23 verse 1, a beautiful scripture that we all know. Can I have my worship team behind me? It says, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want anything. And I declare this is a prophetic word into the life of people seated in this building today. That we declare the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not be in want of anything. Are you in a season of going through some brokenness? Are you in a season of going through some financial crisis in your life? I am here to declare from Psalm 23 verse 1 as a prophetic word into your life. My God, my God, my God is my shepherd and I shall never be in any want. Hallelujah. My God is my shepherd. How many of you would say, God is my shepherd. He's led me through thus far and he is faithful in my tomorrow. Elijah, don't worry. 
If God provided you with a raven today, He's the same God and nothing about God has ever changed. He will provide you tomorrow. He will provide you day after tomorrow. He will provide you until the time He has asked you to be in this place. Source of heaven never runs dry. Oh, my family, today I want to declare where you are at. Declare the Lord is my shepherd and I shall never be in any want. I pray that these scriptures will be memorized by a lot of our young people. Right now, we are in the coverage of our parents. Wonderful. But can I tell you, there's going to be a season in our life when you go through dryness. When you go through famine, when you go through everything that you have done so far means nothing and you have nothing saved up. And that's when you need to declare boldly and confess these scriptures in your life. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall never be in want. The Lord is my shepherd. I love where the scripture talks to us about it. It says, He makes me, number one, lie down in green pastures. Number two, He leads me beside quiet waters. My God knows what I need and He supplies all my needs. What do you want today? What are you in need of today? Just declare over that, the Lord is my shepherd and He shall provide for me. He's Jehovah Jireh. Nothing about God has changed. Finally, I want to read the scripture, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. This is how it goes. It says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory. Not to the riches of this world, not to the riches of Rick Warren, not to the riches of anybody else. Not to the riches of people around. According to the riches of His glory. According to His riches in Christ Jesus. It says, I shall provide all your needs. I shall supply all your needs. We're looking into a God who provides for us. A group of ravens are called unkindness. But God used the same bird to be kind enough in the life of Elijah. He can change things around. The people that you thought of have no help, the people that you thought will never be of any help, will be the same people, will bring words of life into your situation. And I pray that today be that season, the beginning of a new season, when you declare, God, you shall supply all my needs. The people around me, friends around me, Father God, if I have put anybody down, help me, Lord, forgive me, Lord. But I pray that you will supply the needs that people are going through this season in their life. Hallelujah. And that's why Philippians 4 says, And my God shall supply all my needs, all your needs, according to His riches, according to Heaven's riches. Heaven's brook will never dry up. Heaven's resources, the kitchens of heaven will never dry out of resource, my friend. Can we all stand up in God's house today? And at this moment, I just want to encourage you. If you are in that season of darkness or emptiness or lack, I'm here to declare that mention this word of God. The Lord is my shepherd and He 
shall lead me through quiet waters. He shall provide for me. And today I'm here to declare in Jesus' name, the provider, Jehovah Jireh, is in this room. He is my provider. In the midst of emptiness, in the midst of your dark valleys, in the midst of your hideout cave, God says, be in that place and I will provide. If I have asked you to be there, you just be there. Be obedient to my word and I shall provide. Trust in God today. The ravens have already been directed to provide for you. The ravens, I here to declare, the ravens have already been directed to provide for you the healing that you need, the resource that you need, the provision you, you need in your life. The ravens have already been directed by God. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. 